All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Good afternoon. Welcome to Daily Faceoff Live. It's Friday, November 24th. Matt Larkin here with Stephen Ellis. Happy Thanksgiving to anyone who is waking up from that turkey coma from yesterday. As always, streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube channel. And we are presented by Botano. The game starts now. Botano.ca, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Stephen, no hockey games yesterday. Lots of football games. But a big slate today and lots to talk about. Are you ready to go? You say no hockey games. Then I watched seven hockey games yesterday. I don't know about you. They just weren't NHL. Yes, I'm sure they were unicycle with the puck on fire, underwater hockey. Steven is quite the expert on, on every obscure version of the game. But we're going to talk about NHL right now. And Stephen, let's get it started with what seems to be the lead topic on every show these days, but how can it not be? The Edmonton Oilers, they keep forcing us to talk about them with this incredible drama. Three-game road trip right now, three straight losses, 14 goals against. The disaster was Wednesday night, four goals in the first period to the Carolina Hurricanes. All those shots of Connor McDavid looking so dejected. And right now, what feels like a really important game against the Washington Capitals matinee today. But, but Stephen, if you're Ken Holland right now, what do you do? Is it time to bring Jack Campbell back? Do you make a small trade for a goalie? Do you start thinking about doing something more drastic? What is on your slate? It's funny. I, I went back and watched a previous episode that, that Frank and Tyler did, and they were talking about what the Oilers need to do. And I feel like nothing has changed in those like two and a half weeks since then. And, you know, goaltending is obviously the biggest concern here. You look at a lot of the numbers, you look at their offense, like they're able to score. They're just not getting those goal, that goal, those, those saves when they need to. And Jack Campbell, clearly we know is not the answer. Uh, 
yeah, he got a shutout a few nights ago, but he also allowed 12 goals in his first three games. Like this is someone who still is struggling in the AHL um, on the grand scheme of things there. Um, my one concern is like, I don't know what they really can do in terms of goaltending. Like you can go and get James Ryan or Alex Lyon, but are either of those guys a really big step up? Mackenzie Blackwood legitimately might be a step up right now, the way he's playing, but we know he could be, you know, hit or miss Jake Allen, Montreal. Like you you see the list here, like who is actually going to make a huge difference here with Carter Hart, you know, uh, obviously, the, you got the the situation about we don't know what's happening with the World Junior team. He was on that team, not saying he was a part, involved in anything, but again, you got to be careful no matter who they acquire at this point. And I think that's just something where it, it's it's not going to be an easy one. The one I'm looking there, Velzmeka out of Arizona, would be a great pickup for them. I think we've been talking about him being the you know this this good goalie that teams can be picking up the last couple of years but there's a reason Arizona wants him around it's because yeah the stats might not look great but when you watch him play he does so much for that team so Ken Holland needs to do something quick here I think he knows that his time is up that he won't be coming back when his contract's done um and that alone it's got to scare me in case he makes a move that could potentially you know screw up the future for this team but they got to be in the win now they got to make a move I just don't know who that is right now yeah, and even when you look at that list, it's not like it's a murderer's row of Vezina Trophy winners. It really sort of highlights the randomness of goaltending in the NHL. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Campbell came back and suddenly caught fire. That's sort of been the story of his career. Every time he's written off and the pressure disappears, he performs well. I am wondering, though, like you said, if Ken Holland has to be aggressive. I'm reminded of a guy in my hockey pool who knew he was quitting the league, so he traded every pick. He just went for it, and he won and, and ran away with the money. Okay, I'll never forgive him for that. But my point is, Ken Holland... Do you have to consider putting your first round pick in play? Maybe you have to have it protected, but you have to get aggressive. Do you try to get a UC Soros? Do you consider moving one of your big names? I know people have thrown up people like Ryan Nugent Hopkins. The problem there, no movement clause. So it's difficult in terms of projecting the wiggle room. And part of me just wonders if you have to stay the course and just let the randomness of goaltending take over and eventually work in your favor. It'll be very interesting to see. And the road trip continues very soon this afternoon in D.C., So, Stephen, let's switch gears now to a team that had a really bad Thursday, the Chicago Blackhawks. And I think we have a little bit of Luke Richardson addressing the strange situation with Corey Perry. We're going to keep that uh, internal in the organization right now, and I'm unable to answer any more questions on that. Uh, We're going to. Yeah, so Corey Perry away from the team. It's pretty unclear what the reasoning is. We know he's still away. I think there are some comments coming out as we're live from Luke Richardson again. Taylor Hall, of course, revealed to be gone for the year with a knee injury that will require surgery. So it's not like the Blackhawks had designs of winning a Stanley Cup, but it still felt like they were on an upward trajectory with Connor Bedard playing so well this season. Now I'm starting to wonder, Stephen, do the Blackhawks have a chance to overtake the San Jose Sharks in the race for the for the best draft lottery odds, given they just lost a couple key pieces of personnel and just the way the Blackhawks players were talking? It really sounds like they're not expecting to have Corey Perry back anytime soon. Yeah, obviously, I hope everything's good with the Corey Perry situation. Uh, wrote an article for Daily Faceoff yesterday looking at the best odds at landing uh, the first pick in Celebrini, and the Blackhawks are number two at uh, with a ten only 10 points. When you look at San Jose, they got seven, so it's still pretty close there. The Oilers are at 11, so you know it's all very close there at the bottom. But with the Blackhawks, I think the goal from the beginning should have been to just lose as many games as possible or you know, give Bedard the keys, play him 20, 22 minutes a night, see what happens. 
looking at the lineup, I think, again, we had to expect this. Their starting goalie was Peter Mrazek, someone who we can never trust to be healthy, never trust to be consistent in this league. And then you got Arvid Soderblom being the other goalie who kind of had like a terrible record heading into the seasons. Looked fine, though. Um, but this is what we should have expected. And when you're looking at the future, they got one of the best prospect pools in the league. They got a lot of good young guys coming through. Lucas Reichel's there. I was kind of hoping to see a bit more from him this uh, at this part of the year. Kevin Korczynski has been great. Uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing him at the World Juniors. But, you know, if you can get Celebrini or you give him Cole Eiserman and Eiserman is the guy that's scoring all of Bedard's shots next year, you might have 250 goal scorers there on, like, your top line pretty quickly so uh this to me is exactly how things should be going for the blackhawks and but you know obviously everything going on with taylor hall that was not ideal i wanted he i'm assuming he'll stick around and still be the mentor like they're hoping um there with uh, bedard because that's one of the reasons why they brought him in but uh you know we don't know what's going on with perry and he's been a big part of this team so still some question marks where this group is going to go but this is what should be happening for this team they should continue to be bad for at least another year or two yeah, I think you're right. I still think they're going to finish ahead of the Sharks. They have three games in hand. It sounds funny. We're talking like it's a playoff race. It's a reverse playoff race. And I do think Lucas Reichel, this is going to be a great opportunity for him to get a lot more minutes now. Pick him up if he was dropped in your deeper fantasy league, by the way. So I think they're still going to outpace the Sharks who are just so bad. But either way, it's going to be probably pretty grim the rest of the season for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, a team that is in a much better position in the standings, the Vancouver Canucks, is who I want to talk about next, Stephen. They've been quite the story this year. Dominant, just littering the top of the NHL scoring race with JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson. But they got a wake-up call on Wednesday. Lose 5-2 to the, to the Colorado Avalanche. The Norris battle between Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, McCarr getting some ground back there. And I'm wondering, was that sort of like a litmus test that Vancouver failed? And do you think this is a team now starting to come back to earth? I think they failed it against Toronto a couple of weeks ago when we saw they were they were peppering the Leafs with shots early in the game and they just kind of fell apart or they were relying too much on Thatcher Demko to get the job done. Now they brought Casey to Smith in for a reason. Uh, they that's maybe arguably the best backup goalie they've had in a while, at least since Demko has become the starter. And they could probably rely on him a bit more. But this is a team that didn't do a lot over the summer to address a lot of the issues. The defense outside of that top parent of Quinn Hughes and Philip Ronick is still a little bit scary. You know, uh, Tyler Myers is not a great defenseman and he's still getting a lot of ice time. And, you know, Brock Besser's playing a bit above what we expected him to do in terms of his shooting percentage. Uh, Elias Pettersson's playing like, like, inhuman at this point he's looking great but you know there's still a lot of concerns the scoring depth isn't always there um it's Connor garland just seems to not really want to show up to these games anymore uh so this is a team that's got its flaws and i think i i'm still expecting them to make the playoffs i still expected that when they were putting on this good run and it was interesting that bruce bujo actually said on his podcast a couple days ago where you look at the teams that they've beat and they've had a really easy schedule up to this point mm -hmm. i think that the stat he said was um that they had only beaten two teams with a, a win record above 500 at this point of the year. It's like, well, that's, that's obviously a little concerning there when you're looking at some of the teams that beat, yeah, they beat San Jose. Congrats. But uh, I, I think with this, this group here, they still got their flaws. It's, I still wish they committed to a full rebuild, but uh, you know, they're in the playoff hunt right now. You can't question that. Obviously they are right now, but uh, we'll see what happens, but I don't expect them to be like a top team based off of what this lineup is made up of. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I did have them making the playoffs this year because I thought they showed some signs of defensive improvement late last year under Rick Talk. And even bringing in guys like Teddy Bluger, Pia Suter, I think was going to make them better in the bottom six forward group defensively. And they actually have. They've improved across the board in their defensive play. Their offensive numbers in terms of play driving are not actually that good. They're kind of middle of the pack. So these are the PDO Kings right now. They're fourth in the NHL in shooting percentage, fifth in save percentage, thanks to Thatcher Demko at five on five. So I do think a regression's coming. At the same time, when you're a good PDO team, like Boston's first, right? If you're a good team, you can finish your chances and you tend to be lucky. It's sort of, you got to be good to be lucky. You got to be lucky to be good. So I do think the Canucks might maintain a high shooting percentage all year because they're just a skilled team. So I don't think this is going to completely disappear. This is not Cinderella at midnight, but I do think they're going to regress and be maybe more uh, like a 95 point team, I think is, is a fair goal for what we should expect from this flawed, but very exciting group. Okay, Stephen, it's time now for our generous guy of the week. I'm excited. I haven't gotten to do one of these yet this year. It's Friday. Generosity lives in the small things. Crown Royal, crown everything. So you'll be hard-pressed to find a more generous or a greater act of generosity than what John Klingberg has provided the Toronto Maple Leafs in the last 24 hours. He lands on LTIR, Robida Island, as they call it in these parts, $4.15 million off the books now for the salary cap. Uh, I thought that was a doom signing from day one. I thought he was going to succeed Jake Gardner and Justin Hole as the scapegoat. It, it seems like it has happened. And yes, the Leafs are going to get Connor Timmons back in the lineup. But Stephen, am I wrong to say that this, the table is now set? To use a Thanksgiving pun, the table is now set for a trade. And maybe one of the, the names that has been rumored to be coming to Toronto. Do you agree? Yeah, I don't think they should make a move right away. Uh, now that Connor Timmons is back, I'd like to see what he could be able to do. You know, if he could play like he did in the preseason before he got hurt, you know, maybe you don't make a move and you just hold on to that cap space for a little bit and you see what you could do with the deadline. Although that, you know, deadline moves have kind of hurt the team in the in the last couple of years. Nick Foligno uh, might say something about that. But the doom and gloom that we saw, you know, at the beginning of the month or the end of October seems to be gone. You look at the wins against Detroit and Minnesota over in Sweden. Vancouver, was a that was a great effort by that team, uh, beating Calgary the night before that. So they, they've been able to kind of rally around things and, and improve to the point where, Again, I don't think they need to make a big move. I think they need to figure out who is going to get the bulk of the starts in net. Uh, I like the idea of having two really good goalies, but alternating them every other game. I don't think that's a way to get either goalie the confidence or the the, the mindset to, to be that guy that you need. So I love the flexibility. I question that signing from the beginning. It's like we knew Klingberg's like hockey you know, side of things was not that great, but I don't think anyone saw his, like the physical part of his body being as bad as it was this year. And obviously not a good situation for him personally, but he just did the leaps a huge favor right now, just like Matt Murray did. That's right. And I don't fully agree with you in terms of believing the Leafs are okay right now. I still think under the hood, they're not a good defensive hockey team. They're the worst they've been in a good decade. So I still think they really do need to move with urgency. Nikita Zadorov, it's a $3.75 million cap hit, and the Leafs have more than $3.3 million in cap space right now. It's just lining up. You can see it. It's telegraphed, or maybe it's Chris Tan at $4.5 million, but the room is there. You can make a little bit of money, move the other way if you have to, but it doesn't feel like it's too difficult of a trade to execute right now, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something go down relatively soon. So, Stephen, that was our crown royal generous guy of the week. There's no one way to be generous. There are endless ways and a crown for everyone. Crown royal, crown everything. It doesn't take a million dollar donation or name on a hospital wing. This 
This is where generosity lives. Okay, Stephen, next up, it's time for a new edition of The Next Wave, some prospect talk with you, Stephen. So The Next Wave is delivered by DoorDash. Make DoorDash your holiday hack this holiday season. For a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. So, Stephen, I'm pleased to be joined by you. You are my guest for the next wave and let's talk prospects. I'm very curious with this first guy in particular, Kent Johnson. Really shocked me to see him demoted earlier this season. Cole Sillinger was the one who was the bust in Columbus last year. I didn't think it was going to happen with Kent Johnson, too. So what's going on in the AHL? Has he shown an? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Enough with Cleveland to get that call up again. Well, right now, Kent Johnson is four points off of the scoring lead, uh, and he's only played eight games when the rest of the league has played, you know, 15, 16, 17. So that's impressive. He's got 14 points in eight games. I've been able to watch a few of his games. This is looking like the guy that we saw when he was thriving last year, the Blue Jackets. I'm not, I didn't, I can't say I watched a lot of the Blue Jackets preseason games to give a, a really good assessment why he was sat at when he was and then sent down. But I know a lot of the fans, a lot of media were just questioning that decision. Like, what about this? This makes no sense. But watching him play here of Cleveland, he's playing with fire right now. They're a good team. They've got some good weapons at every position. And that's a good system to put him in compared to, you know, watching what the Blue Jackets have been in the last couple of weeks. But given what's happened with Goudreau, given what's happened with Line, those guys not producing enough. And, and you know, shout out to Line. He did score in the last game. Uh, with Kent Johnson, it's just like he could be that scoring, you know, boost you need during that bad run. Like, yeah, they, they finally ended that nine-game losing streak, but they beat the Chicago Blackhawks, who are worse than them <laughs> in the standings. It's not like it was a, a major, like, oh, we just beat, like, you know, a very competitive group. No, they beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Ken Johnson should be up in the NHL sooner rather than later. Just the skill level there is unbelievable. I thought he deserved more attention in the Calder race last year. He was just a consistent performer on a team that, you know, offense wasn't always easy to come from. So I think he deserves a call-up pretty soon. 
Yeah, and 16 goals last year, nothing to sneeze at. I still wonder with Kent Johnson if it's sort of like a Sunny Milano or Robbie Shrimp situation where you have this unbelievable like sort of YouTube highlight reel type of ability with Kent Johnson. It's the Michigan goals. And I wonder if there's almost a bias against him. Like people just assume that he's all razzle-dazzle and there's no substance, which I don't think is necessarily the case with him. But we'll see if he can finally get things back on track. No question, he has so much talent. Uh, I want to talk to you now about Raphael Lavoie. Uh, obviously, he got a call up earlier this season with Edmonton. Big body, he's got that kind of power forward makeup. And obviously, Edmonton needs something right now. They need some kind of spark. Do you think that Lavoie could be it on more of a long-term basis? I know that's kind of weird saying when you're looking at him having zero points in six NHL games this year, but I felt like he wasn't necessarily set up to win. It's almost like when a, when a young guy comes up and he's 23, so he is on the older side of prospects, I would love to see him just like, you know what? Things aren't working out. Give him Connor McDavid to play with. Give him Leon Trisel to play with. Don't give him like a bottom six role. Give him the best tools possible to go out there and perform because, you know, he's finally putting up really good numbers in the AHL. He's got eight points in six games. Last year was kind of a breakout season for him last year with 45 points. And I'm not super high on him. When I put my, together my top 75 prospects, he was not on it. But I think he just, at this point, Given nothing is working for the Oilers, why not try him up there? Give him an extended opportunity to see what he could do. He's a big body. He's got a good shot. I think he's making better playmaking decisions than we've seen in the past. His skating has improved. He just looks more like like if you're going to give him the if you're going to give him an opportunity, give him a fair opportunity. Because uh, I don't know how much he's got to prove right now. The AHL, the way he's playing with Bakersfield. Yeah, it's a fair point. And the Oilers in their sort of recent history have had some good luck using those big body guys as net front presences like Patrick Maroon back in the day. And even Alex Chason had a bit of a moment with the Oilers a few years ago as well. So you never know what could happen there. Uh, Dustin Wolf, the Calgary Flames, maybe the best goaltending prospect in the world. The poor guy just cannot climb that depth chart stuck behind Jacob Markstrom and Dan Vladar. So what's going on with him in the AHL? Is he dominating it for a third year in a row? Is he going to be named best goalie for a third straight year? And is he ready to kick down the door? What's happening? If he sticks around, yes. And actually, statistically, this would be his worst season in the AHL. It's <laughs> through, through nine games, he's got a point nineteen. Uh, save percentage he's got two shutouts and a 7-2-0 record like he's still one of the best goalies in the league but it seems like a step down from what we've seen uh part of that is the ranklers are not as dominant as they were in the past couple of years uh, a couple of those guys have gone down to the nh or gone up to the nhl but with with dustin wolf like man he would be there's a there's a good argument that he'd be a starting goalie on a lot of teams in the NHL this year. Uh, he's just that good of a goalie prospect. I will disagree. I do not think he's the best goalie prospect in the game. I think it is uh, just Wallstead out in Minnesota. I just think, you know, you've got the size, you've got the pedigree there, you've got the the results in the AHL. They're just great numbers. But Dustin Wolf, a small goalie that continues to defy the odds, he should be in Calgary right now. The Flames have not been acting quick on making a trade they seem to like their goaltending but dustin wolf deserves to be there uh if he's not you know he's probably going to win ahl goalie of the year for the third year in a row and he had two whl goalie uh, of the year awards right before that so literally no goalie has been better than him in the last five years he's played hockey 
unbelievable. A great prospect. And I agree with you. Jesper Wallstead is really special. And he's someone to watch this year just because with Marc-Andre Fleury, if the Wild are still not in contention, do they maybe consider moving Marc-Andre Fleury later in the year to a contender? And then Wallstead gets his chance. So that's something to watch in Minnesota. Well, Stephen, that's a wrap on another edition of The Next Wave, delivered by DoorDash. So let's do our Ask DFO inbox question now, my friend. I like this topic, the old geezer club, as you referred to it. Uh, so let's say, let's play a game. We cannot say Sidney Crosby. It's too easy. But in terms of 35 or older players this season, who has impressed you the most? Uh, well, it's got to be Jonathan Quick, uh, goalie for the New York Rangers this year. Just the results that we're seeing out of him. Some of the best numbers that we've seen of him since he won the Stanley Cup in 2014. He's 5-0-1. He's got the NHL's best save percentage of any goalie that's played at least five games this year. He's got the two shutouts. Uh, you're looking at just the under the hood stats it's he's among the best in everything there too so uh comparatively like last year he had a, a goal saved above average according to hockey reference as minus 22.6 he is a positive seven at this point that is an incredible improvement actually one of the best numbers of his career benoit Allaire deserves to be in the hockey hall of fame given that he can just turn any goalie into magic finding a 37 year old goalie to that that looked over like let's be honest i think everyone kind of expected him to retire after uh you know leaving la kind of on a sour note he got to win the stanley cup with the vegas golden knights but was not part of that playoff run um you know it, it looked like it was over i was a bit surprised to see him come back but to play as good as he is uh for a rangers team that's had to deal with injuries adam fox not being available has not helped igor shesterkin he had to take over for him i I love these numbers. I love what I'm seeing from him. I hope he gets another chance to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he's really blown me away. I was very surprised that the Rangers went with him as their insurance policy, especially because Igor Shostakhin, in some ways, reminds me of a young quick. He's so athletic, so reflex-based. His style is taxing on the body, just like Quicks was. So I always figured you need a, a backup behind Shostakhin who can play a lot. And I thought that was risky to go with Quick, who's basically old Shostakhin. He plays that style of game too, right? So I don't, I didn't think it was going to go well, and it's really blown, blown me away. Uh, Cam Talbot is my pick. That's another person that I was not expecting big things from but nine three and one 2.02 goals against average 930 save percentage and he's really making rob blake look good for spending a million dollars on goaltending a lot of people wondered after they brought in pierre luc dubois if blake didn't really finish the job by bringing in a heavy hitter in net and so far so good the only thing is cam talbot has exceeded 33 starts once in the last five seasons before this one so I'm skeptical about him staying healthy. But either way, so far, it's been very impressive what we've seen from him. Okay, Stephen, it's time now for our Botano Daily Bet segment brought to you by Botano.ca, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. So what do you have for us? Big slate, of course, today. All those matinees. All right. Well, I'm going with the LA Kings at minus 1.5, plus 127. LA has won six straight games against the Anaheim Ducks. Like that alone is, you know, I would not want to be betting against the Kings. In five of those six games, the Kings have covered the puck line against the Ducks, uh, the minus 1.5. Uh, you know, the Ducks are a fun team to watch this year. They've got a lot going for them. I think are exceeding expectations, but the Kings seem to have their number. So I'd be going with that. Uh, and that the, we have a two o'clock game today between the Toronto Maple Leafs and Chicago Blackhawks. Over 6.5 total goals at minus 122. The Leafs have been hit uh, have hit the set over under in six of the last seven games both teams coming tonight ranked in the bottom third of the league in goals allowed which is kind of crazy uh when it comes to this you know i expect a high scoring game i expect uh you know 
Bedard, Matthews, guys like that are going to be a lot of fun to watch. So uh, that, those are my picks for the today. I like those picks a lot, especially for the barn burner between Toronto and Chicago. And maybe you get kind of a lazy Leaf team. I talked about this on our podcast, Puck Pooley's coming in for that matinee, one-hour time change. It's kind of like daylight savings, throws your body off. So I think we could see the Leafs come out a little sluggish. Maybe we get a bit of a track meet there. Okay, Stephen, let's finish it off today with some garbage time. Garbage time is brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Sign up now at dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. A lot of fun to play. So I'm going to take over garbage time today, Stephen, and I'm going to take some air out of the balloon. We know Andre Vasilevsky, Tampa Bay Lightning, the future Hall of Fame goaltender, could be back as early as tonight. Those are the whispers. It sounds like we might see him tonight. Uh, but I'm wondering if people need to just tone down the enthusiasm because he's not going to solve everything. If you look under the hood, the Tampa Bay Lightning, bottom 10 in shots against and expected goals against per 60 at 5-on-5 this season. They really hung Jonas Johansson out to dry. He was one of the busiest goalies in the league. He's seen the most shots. Tampa Bay allowing 32-plus shots per game. This is the worst they've been defensively in the John Cooper era. So... When you think about Andre Vasilevsky coming back, I don't think it necessarily means this team is going to go on a giant heater and rocket up the standings. They still have a lot to clean up in their own end. And Andre Vasilevsky as well, he's going to take some time probably to get into his rhythm. So I wouldn't be just betting on this crazy run for the Tampa Bay Lightning just yet. They still are a more flawed team than we're used to seeing in recent years. What do you think? Agree or disagree? I 100% agree. And it, he was the first goalie off the ice today in practice. So there is that. So we might, we, it looks like we are going to be seeing him. But, you know, there's a bit of a difference between the goaltending quality in Andre Vasilevsky and Jonas Johansson. Uh, I think we can be very clear on that. Um, but when it comes to Vasilevsky, he's missed a lot of time. It's been a, the, the longest break of his pro hockey career, I believe. So uh, it's going to be tough for him, I think, to get right back in the rhythm. But, you know, give it a few games. And I think we're going to see a guy that, can steal games again. And we know what he's capable of. I wouldn't want to bet against him, but I don't expect a super hot start. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I, I fully expect eventually Vasilevsky will get hot. He's still one of the best, if not the best goalie of his generation, but he's a big guy. His game is so based on power. I just think it's going to be hard for him to come in cold. Yes, of course, he's been working on the rehab, getting himself back. But in terms of game situation, game reactions, game reflexes, you can't really prepare for that. There's no preseason that he could do, right, to get his conditioning down. So I think it'll be a little while before we see peak Vasilevsky. But now let's watch him go out and get a shutout tonight and, and make me look bad. You know, I will say this. I wouldn't rule him out of the Vesna trophy. <laughs> he could go and just absolutely know what he could do when he's hot. And he could just go on a heater the rest of the year and and win it. Who knows? I think that's entirely possible. Well, that's it for Garbage Time, presented by Wendy's and their all-new barbecue bacon cheeseburger, which sounds delicious right about now. And that is it for this week of daily face-off live shows. Enjoy the slate of games today, the matinees, all throughout the weekend as well. And we'll be back on Monday at noon Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Face-Off Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal: every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily faceoff playoff parlay challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.